Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Literally No Subtext podcast. Today I'm going to be giving you some tips on how to validate someone's feelings when they are expressing their feelings to you. Now this advice comes from a video that I released on my YouTube channel of the same title, so you can jump on over to the Dear Kristen channel if you're interested in checking that out with the visuals. We all have those moments where someone's suddenly opening up to us or venting to us, and we're not quite sure how to respond in a way that's going to give them what they need in the moment, and that's going to make them feel heard without escalating the situation or making their feelings feel invalid. And we've all had those moments where we haven't given someone the right response and they've got mad or felt unheard, which can be frustrating for us when we have the best intentions. We just don't know the right way to go about responding in a way that's going to be helpful for them. And it can be especially frustrating for those of us who are fixers, meaning that we like to tell people what to do to make the situation better rather than sit there in silence. To jump into Myers-Briggs lingo for a second, this would be a struggle for a dominant T user when they might be speaking to a dominant F user but not in all cases. Before we jump into the content, I just want to give a quick disclaimer on what emotional validation means. I'm going to actually use a comment that my sister left on the video that I created of the same title because she phrased this in a particularly eloquent way. So the goal of emotional validation is to help the person to feel that their emotional experience is recognized, understood, allowed to exist, and essentially okay. Unlike arguments, emotions are not true or false, right or wrong. This is not the correct language to use in thinking about emotions, though many of us have been conditioned to believe that certain purely emotional responses are praiseworthy or blameworthy. Generally speaking, emotions just are. And a lot of the time, they are not intended or controlled by the person who feels them. They just are what they are, coming and going as they do. A lot of the time, people feel guilty or confused about or misunderstand their own emotions, and so they need to be able to externally process their emotion in a safe space in order to then evaluate what to do or how to act based on the emotion, or even just to make sense of a feeling that they have that feels unsettling to them in some way. So if people feel shut down when trying to express and process their emotion, the risk is that they will internalize or repress that emotion, and it will then inevitably come out in other harmful ways. Ways. Validating someone's emotional experience does not mean you agree with the ideas they express or the judgments that they make or the arguments that they put forward. At a very bare minimum, it means that you give someone's feelings a non-judgmental space to exist. So as you can see, making your friends or partners or parents or child's feelings feel valid is a very important part of healthy communication because if a person feels heard or understood, they are much more likely to hear and understand you. Now, I've had relationships where I failed at this and relationships where I've prioritized it and the latter relationships have by far been more healthy and have ultimately made me feel happier because in creating a space where someone feels free to explore, vent and express their feelings, it means that I'm then also free to explore, vent and express my own feelings. This also creates connection between the two parties because the person experiencing the feeling doesn't feel alone. So when feelings are validated, both parties feel more free to be themselves, therefore more understood, therefore more at peace long-term, and therefore more loved. So here is a quick guide on how to validate someone's feelings, keeping in mind that I can only give you advice on how to present yourself and certain verbal cues to use. To actually want to be a better listener and to develop this ability is on you. I'll also mention that validating someone's feelings does not mean that you have to agree with their feelings or that their feelings have to make sense to you but we'll get to that later in more detail. 
So to start off, the good news is that if you are nervous about the idea of doing the right thing in these moments, because emotions are perhaps not your forte, to alleviate this stress, you can always start by asking the person, are you coming to me for advice or would you just like to vent? That should give you a tip as to what your final approach is going to be. But even if you are there to give advice, the process of validating the person's feelings is still important. So the following is still relevant. So first, you want to create a space where the person feels free to express. So you're going to want to approach this by appearing open and curious about the person's feelings. Perhaps the person has approached you of their own accord or you've sensed a pent up emotion within them. In the latter case, try a simple, hey, is there anything you'd like to talk about or Hey, are you okay? Or if you know them particularly well, a more specific question like, Hey, I've noticed you seemed a bit stressed lately. Is there anything you'd like to talk about? First of all, trust their answer and don't force it too much. Your job isn't to make them talk. It's more to provide a safe space where they can express when they feel ready. If they say no to talking, try a simple, All right, well, just know that if you ever need to talk, I'm here or I'm happy to listen. And then try a more actions-based approach to confirm that. Maybe make them a cup of tea, go and sit next to them, suggest watching a movie. This provides the groundwork for building that space and allows the person to really relax and actually believe that you are there for them because your actions are matching your words. Regardless of whether the person has approached you or you've approached them, if they choose to talk, your first role is to listen and listen to understand, don't listen to respond. Make sure at the start of the conversation, your body language is open. So make sure you're facing them, not leaning away, not crossing your arms. Remember that moment is about being genuinely open to them. Do not look at your phone while they are speaking to you. Do not allow yourself to get distracted by smaller things. Practice active listening, whether that be through nodding, saying periodic mmms to let them know that you're following, responding through facial expressions or just maintaining eye contact. Staying present is the most important thing. I know personally, if someone looks at their phone while I'm sharing something vulnerable with them, I can literally feel my heart sink in my chest sometimes. And if they get distracted, I naturally just want to close up and stop sharing because I naturally perceive them as finding something more interesting than I am to them in that moment. And that can really hurt when you're being vulnerable. And I feel like that's a pretty normal, natural response to have when you're opening your heart up to someone and you're not really feeling that they are receptive to that moment. Don't make jokes. Don't interrupt especially don't interrupt to tell your own story about how you relate. There will be a moment to do that, which will be after the person has expressed their feelings, which we'll get to. If there is an organic moment of silence, ask questions to clarify details or feelings, not to judge the person. So things like, what were you feeling at that moment? Or where do you think that feeling was coming from? Or if you need to clarify small details, say something like, could you give me an example so I can understand a bit better? Not questions like, why did you do that? Or, yeah, but how do you think I feel? Remember, it's not about you right now. If you just wait until the person is done expressing, they'll be open to hearing you out. But midway through their piece is not the right time. If you make it about you midway through their piece, all they'll hear is that their experience isn't valid. The truth is that their feelings are valid. And it's healthy for them to express them rather than suppress them. So let them say their whole piece and only interject with helpful questions or small comments such as, wow, that's hard. Jumping back into MBTI lingo for a second, this is important whether a person is a dominant thinker or a dominant feeler. People need to be listened to, full stop. 
And whether they're a thinker or a feeler, your role in this stage of the conversation is to understand. So you've had three roles so far to be open and curious about their feelings. That's the first. The second is to listen. And the third is to try and understand. Next, we're going to move into the nurturing phase. This is the phase that comes after someone has exposed a bleeding wound to you. And it's going to be your job to tend to it gently and help it to heal. So after the person has expressed their feelings and what they want to say has come to an organic end, what you say next will depend on how well you know them, whether they're a thinker or a feeler, perhaps, and a bunch of other factors. But here are some tips that I have found to work 100% of the time after someone shared their feelings with you. Do not say anything to the effect of, you're just emotional, you're being too sensitive, you're being overdramatic, and the worst one, it's just your time of the month. In fact, get rid of these phrases from your vocabulary full stop. It doesn't matter what's causing the emotion. The emotion is real. And if it's not heard, it's going to be pent up and it's going to come back to bite you both in bad ways. So it's in your best interest to validate what that person has said. While we're on the topic, other phrases to avoid when someone's just poured their heart out to you are, others have it much worse than you. Just ignore them. Who cares? Try to stay positive. Oh, it'll all work out in the end. At least you've got food and a roof over your head or other such sayings because these trivialize their feelings. A good trick is to repeat what the person has said back to them. For instance, so you've been feeling neglected when I choose to spend time with my friends on the weekend rather than with you. Hearing you repeat their feelings back to them will make the person feel relief that they've been heard and not judged for feeling the way that they feel. If they seem confused about their feelings, help them to elaborate on their feelings by asking pointed questions such as, how long have you been feeling this way? Where do you think that feeling is coming from? What were you thinking in that moment? How do you wish things were different? After this, to further nurture their emotions, try phrases such as, that must be hard. I'm sorry to hear that you've been struggling. Or, gosh, it's completely fair that you feel that way. Or, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. I understand that that must have been hard for you or thank you for being vulnerable with me. Less emotional ways of saying that are, thank you for sharing. I now understand a lot more about what you've been going through. I'm really glad you shared with me. I really appreciate your vulnerability. That sucks. It sounds like you've had a rough time. That's super understandable that you feel that way. If you're close to the person, don't hesitate to try more personal phrases such as, I love these chats because I get to learn so much more about you. I respect and admire you so much for what you've been through. You're really brave for sharing that with me. You've been through so much and I'm proud of who you are today. All of these phrases recognize the emotional journey that the person has been on and validate that emotion. I understand that some of these statements might be cringe to a lot of you, but there are also other ways to say the same sentiments that are specific to your relationship with the person. The important thing is that you recognize the emotion and let them know that you're still there. You're not judging them and you're loving them. To normalize their emotions, try saying phrases that let them know that their experience is reasonable. So, gosh, no wonder you didn't want to go to that party. Of course you're worried about going to that party. No one wants to be around their ex in a social setting after a hard breakup, just as an example. This is where you can recall a similar experience that you've had, but only with the purpose of making the person feel understood, not with the purpose of making the conversation about yourself. For instance, you could say, 
Yeah, I understand why you feel abandoned by that guy. Last year, I went on a date with someone who ghosted me afterwards and they didn't even have the courtesy to leave me a text. It made me feel replaceable and not respected. So I totally get why you feel that way. It's completely fair and normal. Do not try to relate through a personal experience of yours if you have no similar experience to what your friend is going through. If you haven't been through something similar, telling your friend that you have is just gonna make them feel misunderstood. The next important thing is to apologize for anything that you need to apologize for. This is important, especially if it's a closer relationship and the person has opened up about, for instance, how you've made them feel when you've said a certain thing or done a particular action. So for instance, they might say something like, when you say or do this particular thing, it makes me feel this particular kind of way. Again, remember, even if you disagree with them, their emotional experience is still real and you need to recognize that. So in this case, try something like, I now understand how you must have felt. It certainly wasn't my intention to hurt you, but I understand why it came across that way. I'm sorry that my actions made you feel that way. I'm sorry for not being more sensitive to your emotions in that moment. I'll try to be a bit more mindful of that going forward. And obviously, if you've done something objectively wrong or hurtful, just apologizing flat out is obviously good. If you feel bad, but you don't know what to apologize for, try asking questions like, what can I do to help make this experience better for you? How would it be helpful for me to respond in the future? Is there something I could do better to help you feel heard in these moments? Remember, you're not a mind reader. It's unfair for anyone to expect you to have the perfect response to everything. It's fine to ask for a bit of help with that. If you disagree with a lot of what the person has said and feel the need to stand up for yourself, that's fair. Your feelings are also valid, so it's important to express that. But remember that this doesn't negate the validity of their feelings. So you need to express yours in a healthy way while still acknowledging their emotions. And a little trick that I found that works in this situation is instead of using the word but, use at the same time. So instead of saying, I hear your feelings, but I feel this way, try saying, I hear your feelings at the same time, I feel this way. The latter is less confrontational and it conveys the message that your feelings can both exist at the same time rather than using but, which is more confrontational and it might seem like you're shutting down the person's feelings. Also, when you're expressing how you feel in response, make sure you're not blaming the person for their feelings. Try using language like, it would be helpful for me if, or even, I'd really like to be better at dot dot dot. So that might look like, I understand why you felt hurt in the moment. At the same time, I don't have a great intuition for these things, so it would be really helpful for me if we could work towards maybe you telling me in the moment when you're feeling that way. I understand it's hard for you and I'd like to be better, but I'm really not good at reading these types of things. If the conversation has gone really well and the person says something like, I feel so much better, thank you. Another approach might be to say, of course, I'm always here for you and thank you for sharing. I'd like to share a little bit from my end now, if that's okay. Now, in my experience, the person has always said yes to this. If they say not right now because they're vulnerable or tender in the moment, make sure you still express that you'd like to talk about your feelings at some point. So say something like, okay, would we be able to talk about this a bit more later today then? Remember that your feelings are valid too. So it's important to find healthy ways of expressing them yourself. Otherwise, they could just fester and turn into resentment. So your final role is to be honest, but also kind in your honesty. Both parties need to feel heard for the relationship to flourish. The good news is that if you've fulfilled your roles of creating an open space, being curious about the person's feelings, listening, understanding, nurturing, apologizing, and being honest in return, in that order, 
the other person will be much, much more open to hearing you out. That's all that I've got for you today, guys. Don't be disheartened if it takes you a long time to work on these things. They don't happen overnight and they rarely happen perfectly, but I can tell you right now that they are 100% worth it in the long run working on things like healthy conflict management and communication styles. I'd like to personally congratulate you if you are a T-type who made it to the end of this podcast. And I'd like to thank you anyway, if you are not a T-type who made it to the end of this podcast, I appreciate you sticking around. I think that this is a really important message. I do think that these sorts of soft skills are a reason why we tend to misunderstand each other in this world. So good on you for sticking around and listening to this message, which I think is an important one. If you like this episode, please feel free to tune in for more in the future. You're also more than welcome to jump on over to my YouTube channel, Dear Kristen, if you liked what you heard today. And also feel free to give me a follow on Instagram to see some of my favorite comments from YouTube, my type trend polls and other random adventures. Cheers, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.